Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with this. Please subscribe to our Patreon page. You can uh, hear all kinds of extras with uh, TJ Miller on the road and hell gig stories and behind the scenes of a comedy club in Manhattan. So please support that. I could really use your support. So if you like this podcast, please uh, sign up for Patreon page. It's only like two bucks, and you can really kind of uh, get some extra stuff that I want to try to add. It's even getting better and better each week. So please support us, and uh, I'll give back. I promise. Special edition of I'll Leave You With This. Uh, I'm Dustin oh, Chapin. This is already happening. This is already happening. Uh, on the road with T.J. Miller. We're literally on the street Dogs with T.J. Miller. Show, this is not <laughs> happening. This is happening. This is happening. We were walking uh, to a film premiere for T.J. And uh, we're, we've just got back from Winnipeg and Canada. This is my first time performing in uh, Winnipeg. First takeaway from uh, Winnipeg. Phenomenal. Terrible hamburgers. Oh, wow. Yeah, they got to do something about the hamburgers. Well, it's funny because this is part three of On the Road with TJ. And, uh, Which I think we should call On the Road with the Cowboy and the Clown. Okay, well, that's, an, that's the official it new name. just be about me. Well, no, but I'm on the road with you. I mean. Yeah, but I'm on the road with you, Okay, too. all right, so Cowboy and the Clown. Well, Coming to your town. Huh? It would be weird if you were only on the road with me and I wasn't on the road with you. That would mean you'd have to sort of hide. And I would just never know where you were until you're on stage. That would be funny. And then I'd just come down on a wire, kind of like the Mission Impossible thing. And I'm like, ha That whole thing. <laughs> that whole thing. So, yeah, so the part one was Columbus, Ohio, and that was a burger experience. Yeah, we're kind of trying uh, to figure out what the deal is with burgers, but in Columbus... That burger was just yeah, that, so overrated. It was too much it beef. It was well done, and the meat wasn't very good. And then we went to Canada, and I think I just thought Canadian beef, and we went to 529 Steakhouse. Oh, amazing Steakhouse. great. Tyler, the GM, took yeah. us there, and it was, one, I'd say, one of the best steak dinners I've ever had. But the lamb chops from Manitoba left a lot to be desired. But the beef itself... I have, yeah. The steaks were just great, and the lobster was really good. Yeah, I don't really like eating lamb that much. I think I was just like... Colorado lamb is really is good. Is it good? Yeah, because I kind of like lamb, you know? It's like, yeah. like, I don't like a cow. Like, you talked a little bit about that. You have yeah, bad experiences cows. with cows. Yeah. So it's like, in lamb, I remember I was... I lived in Chile. We had a goat, which is technically a lamb, I guess. And uh, I named it and everything with the family I was living with. And then, like, a week later, they killed it and slaughtered it and cooked it. And it was, like, the weirdest thing to eat something that you named... <laughs> yeah, I, mean, so, I mean, the thing about it, though, is that we don't eat goat meat here. Yeah. In America, so that's a little bit weird. But Yeah. Yeah, but I don't usually eat lamb, but they were like, this is from Manitoba. So I thought, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And then, so we had this great steak dinner, and we thought, okay, well, we got to get a burger, a Canadian burger with Canadian beef. And everyone said, oh, go to New Burger. And then they said, no, that they won second and third place in Burger Week. Yeah, I don't know who's judging these contests. Number one, Canadians. <laughs> Number one was at the, this place called the Brazen Grill. Yeah. And um, 
So we went to New Burger and they had all these strange and I'd burger flavors like blueberry yum yum, which had yeah. blueberry barbecue I sauce. I mean, what are the odds of that? You're going to get blueberries and hamburger meat. Yeah, sing, there's a, a shang. Goat cheese, but going back to Shanghai the goats. Shanghai one, yeah, speaking of goats. Um, Shanghai yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. slaw. Hold this real okay. quick. Then we had the new burgers. We had uh, we had a classic cheeseburger, which you think you know that's your basic cheeseburger. TJ has a good point. You judge all burger places by their classic cheeseburger, and so and then every New Yorker says you get the plain slice to figure out if a pizza place is good. You just if they can do that right, then it's worth kind of you know checking out the other type the other slices. Yeah, but. All of those were horrible, right? Because of the beef. So yeah. These really cool concept burgers, but the beef was just. Well. Ter- How would you even, you describe it actually? Okay. Really well. I feel it reminded me of uh, kind of lunchroom cafeteria hamburgers in middle school. Like, because I remember being a kid, and the idea of hamburger Thursdays were very exciting to me when I was a child, and then I would eat those hamburgers, and it was just something about the meat. I could never digest the meat. It was horrible. No matter how much ketchup you put on it. And I don't want to, like, trash all of Canadians' hamburger dreams. But I, it could be... I do. It could be, it could be we're a little snobby just, with our palate. No, just take a trip. It's our snobby with our palate. See, yeah. But they, they were these kind of pressed, really thin... They were Honestly, they were gross. They are like gross <laughs> pressed patties that looked like they were frozen. Yeah. And you bite into them, and there's like nothing to them. There's no yeah. pinkness. There's no nothing. They, yeah. You couldn't really cook these rare, medium rare. You, they just all are kind of cooked the same. They're really bland meat. So then we went to Brazen Grill, and they're number one. I, they're number one. They're the Ali like, of right, burgers. They're the number one. Yeah. So we've gotta we gotta go wash the taste of new burger out of our mouth with a good burger, and you know it ends up that. I mean, it ends up that that's as terrible as the other ones. Yeah. And so we just realized it's the Canadian burger patties that are just horrible. So but also like, that was really disappointing because, yeah. you know, we don't get to, you know, your girl doesn't eat beef. Um, Kate only eats, uh, you know, fish. She's a pescatarian. So it's kind of our so thing. We, yeah, we, get we to, don't usually we're get burger to guys. We're yeah. wasting... Our precious burger money and burger time and burger space in our burger bellies. Yeah. On these terrible Canadian burgers. That was. It's, it's pretty a bad. Really it's, disappointing. it's pretty bad when you're craving a I Wendy's. I take you know? Dustin to Mineta Tavern. Yes. Tonight just to get a burger that reminds us that they're actually delicious. That's a great burger. That's probably that's number the one. Number one burger. Number one on the list. But that's the thing, you know. Canada has. It's a different experience, you know. We did uh, did the burger thing. We did have some. Uh, other cool stuff we did. We went to the WAG, the Winnipeg Art Gallery. It was pretty cool. We really did. Yeah. Winnipeg. We went to the Leo Mole Sculpture Garden. That was great. Nice. Leo Mole. And then we went there and Dustin's sketching. Yeah, I'm sketching again. I'm bringing my good, artistic qualities back. It's a good thing, though, to do that. I was juggling, but also writing. It's good to go someplace like that sculpture garden to just and this, write. This guy's an amazing sculptor. Like, he was self taught from the Ukraine. What's his name again? Leo Mole. Leo Mole. Yes, yeah, so if you get Mall, Milo Mall. We watched a little video. And, uh, yeah, and so that was good. But then walked through the English gardens. We celebrityed our way. It's my new verb. We celebrityed our way into the zoo to see the polar bears. Yes. 
And thank goodness we did because there were none there. And then we finally, after walking for a half an hour, found yeah. one just sleeping. So one bowl of Well, you know. We would have spent $64 and said we gave yeah. him two comp tickets the show the so polar bear the polar bear he was a pretty good audience member yeah he, that's uh, right we caught we the had, polar bear. <laughs> we had to, <laughs> he has a two fish minimum you know what i mean hey Is this guy come on come, come on, on. Come on. <laughs> look uh, at all the seeds uh the shows are phenomenal yeah I, that's the thing the shows Canadian were, we had seven shows six sold out right yeah and the club and the other one was almost sold out phenomenal yeah, so the, the club was uh perfect size 235 yeah. people yes. two, sorry 248 people. Rumors Comedy Club in Winnipeg. Great, great staff. Gotta go. Great, great really club. Really fast, really hard. Yeah. The GM was super cool. That's always really important. Yeah. And the audiences are just so warm. You yeah, know, they had were good. some hacklers, that type of thing. But uh, we only had to kick out one guy. How tells that story? His name was yeah. Serge. Serge. And I guess Norm McDonald had interacted with him when Norm McDonald was there last. And. This guy just basically was like crazy. I mean, he is said, that the weirdest heckler you've ever had? It was the weirdest heckler. He yeah. goes, I'm bipolar. There's two different types of surges. And I was like, okay, well, that seems weird. And he was like, you know, kind of a schizophrenic sociopath type of thing is what he said. Sorry, that's weird. And he's like, I've murdered people before. And then eventually he was like, these three people at my table, they're my next victims. <laughs> And uh, that it's a good was way to really clear the room. Weird. Yeah, it's really, really weird. So we had to kick him out. Then we got up to leave. He fell over because I think he was really drunk. But yeah, maybe he had mad cow from room. those shitty Canadian burgers. <laughs> the, I, I just feel like he. I don't know. He was just. Uh, he's very strange. Very drunk. And then we have that situation. You kind of have to get the person out of there. Well, let's and then to, talk about it just long enough to get people back. Yeah, you did great. Zone, and then you got to go right back into material. Because no, you did great, too. you spend too much time talking about it. And you also have to acknowledge, hey, look, that was weird. We were all uncomfortable. You kind of can't pretend like it didn't phase you or the room. Well, I'd like to make a That's disclaimer real really quick. Authentic. Real quick disclaimer to comedy audience fans or people that go to comedy shows. Um, just because something maybe was fun with another comic doesn't yeah, necessarily mean it's going to work with the comic you're seeing in the present. So it's like, you know, yeah, just... I guess Norm MacDonald invited him to come to the next show and was having a lot of fun with it. But I said, well, did the audience like it? And Tyler, the GM, goes, well, I mean, Norm thought it was funny. So yeah, there's, they're seeing Norm MacDonald, so they're going to go with it. You know. Well, I just also think he'll do whatever he thinks is funny. He doesn't really yeah. care. If and I think audience. he's getting a hoot out of it because it's just this ridiculous old so man who's like, but I'll tell you, that, kill we everybody. didn't have to kick anybody out. No, they're great shows. It wasn't like Edmonton where I had this girl who just would not shut up. And, you know, finally I got her to be quiet. But she was one of those girls who's like cute, but clearly thinks she's cuter yeah. than. Uh, she really is, and guys put up with her bullshit because that seems to be the classic heckler for you. Her. Yeah, you get a lot of. And the, then at the end of the show, girls. she was VIP, so she came out. I was like, I had to be nice. I'm like, okay, here comes trouble. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> and then you know, she kind of talked to me for a second. Then she goes, anyway, thanks for harassing me, and I just lost it. I was like, you were harassing me. You wouldn't be quiet. You're a terrible audience member. <laughs> and then she goes. Well, it could have been worse. And I was like, don't ever come to a show of mine ever again. And don't ever come back to this comedy club. Get out of here. 
And she was like, what? And I was like, get out of here. Go away. And the, uh, the comedy club, was, like those owners were laughing so hard. Yeah. Because they don't want that person to come back. And I was like, I hated having you in the audience. You're the worst audience member. So there's no one like that necessarily. No, you know. And but I- it was good. Winnipeg, both the city was fun and the people were... I think really. Um, well, one thing I would recommend not just doing. Just really, really good is eating hamburgers. Is in eating Canada hamburgers ever. and then going to a human rights museum right before oh, right. a show. God. We went to uh, the human rights museum in Winnipeg, which is a phenomenal building and uh, design is really cool. No, it's kind of like doesn't prep you for comedy. Doesn't prep for comedy. I mean, afterwards, I was feeling so guilty. I was just like running around looking for people that weren't white to like apologize to. <laughs> yeah, and then when we got there, we went to Tim Hortons, and I did about 15 minutes every night. Yeah, on just this one experience at Tim Hortons, which was just so bizarre. Yeah, the pe- the uh, uh, well, the street people yeah. in Winnipeg are a lot different than uh, street it's, people in New York, for sure. Yeah, people so we got a whole bit on that. You'll have to come and see me in Canada. I'll do it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this Tim is Hortons. so funny that we're walking and doing a podcast. This, this is, is the most. So it's one of the most New York things yeah. I've ever done. That, and nobody's batting an eye. We're walking past these people, both of us talking into microphones. Yeah. So that's the sounds of New York, and everybody. New York is just like, this is it. Yeah. yeah, they're probably doing it. This is cars. We're walk, walking up on the Blue Man Group building. This, like is, it's, uh, this is it. Audio Verite. Yeah, it really is. The you Cooper Union Sam building. Verite. We just passed St. Mark's. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, it is exciting. It's like a mobile podcast. I might be onto something. Maybe this is the new, this is the new venture for me. This, this is the new Walking thing. and talking. What's this? What's, What's all this? this? Look at all these thieves. <laughs> I'm a squirrel. Uh, uh, <laughs> those are just inside jokes from our act. Those will play really well on the podcast. Play really well. Um, but it was fun. I mean, you know, and we... Here, let's take a left. Okay. Um, it was fun, and we sort of... We're almost clothesline an Asian woman with our fucking... <laughs> our podcast cord. Get fired from yeah. SNL, yeah, with our fucking... <laughs> Microphone cord. Fire truck, New York City. Uh, fire truck. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it was good. And you know what was interesting was to have the GM say, hey, look, I said, do I need to come in early for press? I said, no, you know, you're going to be here on Thursday and you don't need to do press because the shows are going to sell out. He said, but if you want to do press, we could add a show on Sunday. And I said, oh, yeah, let's do that. And it was really weird to have him kind of go, um, oh, really you want to add a show and i always forget that lots of people don't want to work yeah <laughs> so there's plenty of people that are like oh it's sold out yeah there's no way i want yeah, to depress yeah. whereas i'm kind of like look i'll you know i'll get up early and and do press if we're going to show you know sell out a whole other show which we did sell out sunday and you were great on television and tell them a little bit about what you did on tv that was very fun well i had these canadian boxers i was yeah. like i might as well just work, go on tv with boxers and i was going to be reading this this book called Maximum Canada about how Canada has to triple its population by 2050. That would have been funny, but we were so rushed I forgot to bring that on. But it was still pretty silly. And then I showed everybody that there was nothing in the coffee cups that they always fake having coffee in. Yes. Um, and that was pretty fun. But it was you know, funny. That I had some people come to the VIP and kind of say, "Oh, thank you for adding a show on Sunday because I couldn't come Thursday or Friday or Saturday." Yeah. You know. Well, that's, and that's another reason that I like doing that is, you know, some people can't come any other night. And so Sunday was their only option, and that was great. Well, one thing that's great about you is that you do really have such a fan love for your people. You know, it's like you will add a show. I mean, I remember one time we did a, we did a show together in uh, San Jose, California, and you were filming a movie with Drew Barrymore, and you are doing all this yeah, that stuff. That was a disaster. And then you... Uh, 
we basically had to add a show. The movie's good, but it was it, hard to do. It, <laughs> we had to add a show at 4 o'clock on, I guess, the Saturday All that we came in. And, and that, that was, was interesting. interesting. I'd never performed in, like... Yeah, Saturday afternoon at, like, 4 o'clock. And uh, matinee show. I've never done a matinee show in a comedy club like that, you know, on the road or whatnot. I mean, I've done, like, my share of, you know, summer camp shows and, you know, ridiculous early privates or yeah, things I've like that. Yeah, I've done nooners. They call them nooners and when you do colleges. Ugh, colleges. Ugh. Yeah. I get a rash just thinking about college gigs. <laughs> I had so many bad college experiences. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I remember one time I... Uh, this guy, I was, I wasn't sure if I had the time to do a college, so, so I had this buddy. He was like, "Yeah, I got a good idea. Let's, why don't you just put down, write down your set list and tape it to the ground or tape it to the stage, and so when you're on stage, if you get lost, you just look to the ground." But I'm nearsighted, so I wrote it too small, and so I'm on stage trying to look at my notes or look at my set list. Oh, really? And then I couldn't, and, it, and then I just found myself just like. Trying to like an old man trying to f- figure out what I wrote down, and it was just like, oh, disaster. But oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you learn from those. You don't, you don't take, you're not, you're not you too. You don't, what you don't you take. Do? Did you list. just riff as much as you could? Yeah, you know, I was just, you know, one of those weird things where you just like try to relate to colleges and the crowds and whatever. And I think I was, I don't like college crowds because I feel like it's no, the I people that, that aren't going out and having a good time and those aren't the people you really well, want they in the don't, crowd. they also they don't they just aren't in the real world yet I yeah mean, as you mature as a comedian you realize that college students are still kids because yeah. they don't have jobs and so yeah. and no life I don't experience really care to perform for people that don't have jobs because a they're not spending their own money on the ticket yeah and b you know you're not College kids don't need to laugh as much as adults who are trying to make rent and. Do you remember your first college show? Done. My first college? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I do not. I did a lot of colleges for a little while, but yeah. I. No, I don't remember it. I mean, I remember specific colleges and ones that were really good, but that. My first nooner was I had sold out Appleton, Wisconsin, and Fox River Valley sort of junior college wanted me to come in at noon. Yeah. And I just remember I went on stage and they immediately served the pizza. Nice. They put the pizza on the buffet and these are college students, they all just jump up and go over and get the pizza and I've got to kind of... Oh, yeah. So I ended up riffing that whole... Nobody wants to compete with pizza. Yeah, I ended up... Yeah, exactly. It's like you just I ended up riffing that entire set as one is wont to do. Yeah, so, but I mean, it's interesting to go to Canada because it's so different. And did you have to change a lot of references? I did, and I enjoyed I that. I changed my Applebee's reference yeah. to Boston Pizza, and it worked just well enough. <laughs> At the last two shows, I changed Spirit Airlines to Air Canada, and it worked twice as good. Like it, Is I was, that true? Yeah, I was wondering why I wasn't working. Jet, I did a joke about JetBlue. Yeah, they don't have Spirit there. They don't have Spirit. They don't have, I don't think they have JetBlue either. So it was like the two, the two airlines I was doing a reference on, they didn't really laugh. And then once I just changed to Air Canada, then everybody went crazy on those bits that weren't hitting. So it's like, that's what I love. to change. It's just tiny little... I love that. I love adapting your act to the crowd, I think, or where you're at. Yeah, but it really makes the whole difference. I mean, I I chose Boston Pizza the first time, but if I had said Applebee's, they know what that is, but they... They don't know that a lot of whites... We're doing a podcast. I'm sorry. 
Hello, Asking New York. Money, yeah, Back we, in New York. Sorry, man. We got, yeah, and sorry, it's, we got, like we I was saying, the homeless people are too wasted to actually do their job. Yeah, tell them about you know, that. I mean, that, that guy so doesn't even need... That guy's asking for money. He doesn't even need any money. He had great... Remember you have really clean shoes on? I don't yeah, think we need to give Yeah, he's just mad money. at his dad. Yeah, right. It's just like... But they were so wasted there. This homeless guy came up to us and was like, Hey, man, you get what? And we were like, what? And he goes, ah, okay. And then he walked away. <laughs> like, all right, another yeah. another couple people who want me to use words to get money. Yeah, and then one guy had a better uh, phone than me and asked me for money. Yeah, that's like, can I have a dollar? And I was like, is he But that was something that they said. 10. They said in Winnipeg, it's just downtown. Everybody just asks for a dollar. They just yeah. It doesn't matter if they have money or not or homeless or they have an apartment. They just always are kind of asking. Hey, do you have a dollar? And that was such a culturally strange thing. I thought that was really weird. Yeah. Well, it was, it was so strange. Well, the meth. I mean, imagine if New York, problem. everybody kind of said, hey, do you have a dollar? Yeah. That would be insane. Yeah, I mean, it's like you're shooting a little high, you know? I always feel like, you know, and I want you to do something for it. Like, I work my ass off for my dollar. Like, right. you know, I'll, if some guy's, you know, playing a saxophone, he's doing a good job, you know, I'll throw him a couple of bucks. Or the guy with no arms. I have, like, two levels. Yeah. Where it's like one guy that's obviously his life is pretty tragic, and then another guy that plays a mean coal train. You know what I mean? Like those are my two. Oh, yeah, you want to do that, right? <laughs> those oh are God, my... or something funny. Yeah. I mean, I was joking about how in New York the homeless people have like clever signs. Like it'll be like, "Need money for food?" Parentheses, I eat alcohol. You know, that's <laughs> uh, you know that kind of stuff is funny, and yeah. so you got to reward that creativity. But yeah, these people are just strung out. Yeah, but. Method's Outside real. of downtown, Winnipeg was pretty cultured, pretty, pretty interesting, pretty good. Museum was cool. The WAG, I really enjoyed that with uh, yeah. Miss Kent uh, Monkman, Miss Chief uh, Eagle Testicle. Yeah, it's artist Kent Monkman who's an Inuit, and he had really classically, sort of classical style paintings, but with they were really funny. Really funny. He had beavers attacking the settlers. Beaver fight. Yeah, the settlers were fighting against these giant beavers. Had and bears then, raping like white dudes. Uh, <laughs> in sadomasochistic gear. Yeah, with their... Uh, that was pretty fun. <laughs> S&M so, yeah, outfits. A, and as Dustin was saying, it's nice to see something that has a good sense of humor. You don't see enough art that's, like, funny, but... I think it would help the art scene funny. if you had more humor in it, because you're competing with such a digital media world. It's like, you really got to step artists, it up as a painter. I mean, but artists aren't really usually that funny. True. I mean, Kate's funny, but, like, she would never yeah. do art that's funny. Yeah, Dolly is funny, we're talking, and Andy Warhol. I've always wanted to do yeah. some funny art. You kind of, I mean, one day after we Kate. are doing funny art. This is, oh. Pete got mad at me, and here is a hip-hop. We're walking by, watching Asian people. dance class. Dance class. We're watching a hip-hop Asian dance class. Yeah, they're okay. So, yeah, you know, that's they got good moves, happens. you know. Bruce Lee had moves, I get that's it. That's kind of what happens. Um... <laughs> Exile professional gym, it's called. That's the thing about New York. It's like, you gotta love the energy. See this place, Blue Ribbon Fried Chicken, that's overrated. Blue Ribbon. So we're now on East First Street. So where are we headed? Cross House. What are we doing tonight? What's going on? We're going to see Walden, A Life in the Woods. Okay. Which is a. Let's cross here. um, Which is a uh, very avant garde experimental film done by Alex Harvey. Okay. Who is uh, my grade school friend who. Directed theater for years, had never directed a film, raised a lot of money, directed this film, and uh, I wanted Dustin to see it because he's one of my few friends who likes 
very artsy stuff. Artsy and, fartsy uh, Parsons. And so it'll be nice to do that with Noah Bronson, the sort of heir to the Bronson comedy empire. So we're going to watch that and see what we think of it. And, and you have a part I'm in it? it. Yeah, yeah, I'm in it. That's why I'm having a, a quiet drink before the thing, because this is one of the few films I've ever been involved in where it was truly a favor <laughs> to a friend. I mean, it's just, you know, I don't do things that I'm not completely interested in. Or well, people ask you sometimes some to be reason. in their movies after shows, right? I, remember, I think that oh, happened God, this there weekend. There was a crazy guy <laughs> named Jared who said he was friends with Rick Shapiro. Yeah. And she had to show me pictures of that and of Chelsea Handler. And, a and uh, he's, yeah, he said, I'm doing a movie, and I don't know if that's something you want to be involved in. But he is autistic or something or yeah. Asperger's, and he just... That's the thing. You must close get a talker with bad breath, and it came to the point where I had moved so far away from him, and he just didn't get the picture. I mean, one of the most amazing things. And so I just I looked away from him. I just looked forward <laughs> and listened to him, and then tried to get out of the conversation as quickly as possible. That's the problem with VIP. Well, that's the thing. That's you the most amazing eight, things I've ever seen is watching you deal with a, like a, the 55, 60 people in a line to see you and talk to you. And, that must be a little like just you have to figure out how to do that. It takes more energy without losing the show, but eight or nine out of ten people are interesting and cool. But they and love you, and that's what's you cool. You get to hear something. Well, yeah. that's not what's cool. It's interesting to meet them and hear what the deal is. I don't well, care if they love me. Oh or not. well, I think it's pretty cool. But if they like the show, <laughs> awesome. I think it's cool that they're fans. But if they, you know, I don't. <laughs> And if they, uh, yeah, he does. But I get to ask them. No, I don't. I, but I get to ask them. I get to say, hey. Well, they're fans of your you comedy, of fans and of your stand-up. You love that. You can't no, not love that, right? No, I don't care about it. I just, I'm doing a job. I want to make them laugh. I don't care if they like me or anything. It's like Seinfeld. This video. He says, I don't care if they like me. I just want them to laugh. Hilarious. But I think that, uh, well, you know, for the most. Oh, what's that about? Oh, plenty. I don't know. I want to um, interview them. What's going on? Of course. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, eight or nine out of ten people are really, really cool, and it's interesting to hear what they think, and do they see other comedy? Is this your first time being a stand-up show? It's almost like a focus group test for me Yeah. after each show, and then one out of ten is like, can I grab your pussy, or let me, can I kiss you, let's do a prom picture. Yeah. You know, just stuff that is... Um, stuff that kind of you know it, it's just inappropriate and then occasionally you get a real strange dude who's like yeah. look at these pictures everybody wants to always take my hat off yeah one guy was really like, weird and he said yeah which is horrible some girl touched my leg tried to yeah it's like just pull my pants come on and calm down guys but there was um i know we're sexy but come one on. kid i didn't tell you this but one kid what? came up to me and he said hey so i just you know i want to tell you Maybe you're the wrong person to talk to about this, but, you know, I had one of those sort of cognitive splits where I sort of split from my own mind and the ego and separated from the ego. And, you know, uh, anyway, I just realized I needed to be a comedian. And so I don't know if this is, but, you know, that's what a lot of art is, sort of separating yourself from your own sense of self. And it was just, it was craziness. <laughs> and I just didn't know how to, you know, young kid... Blonde, generator kind of good-looking kid I guess that just you wouldn't have imagined is insane and that's really scary because that person is unstable but they bought the VIP ticket so they they bought the right to talk to you and I think at a certain point that's why people just don't do that VIP thing it's yeah 
can make more money and it's fun to meet those people, but at a certain point, the only access people have to you is on stage. And might be why you do theaters too, because people, you know, that woman was grabbing my pants and trying to pull them over my sock or I got so mad at her. I was just like, what are you doing? You can't. Yeah, well, it's, it's that rock star thing. Property. But it's that rock star thing. They lose their mind. Like yeah, Elvis it wasn't, and the Beatles. No, no, it was not that. She just <laughs> felt proprietary over me enough that she said, hey, I'm going to, you know, this is bothering me that your pant leg is inside of your sock. And so I'll just. <laughs> oh, was that? You're my property. Yeah. And so I can do whatever I want to. It's really disgusting. You're like maybe that's your right, style. We got a dog here in front. You like a little tuck in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. Get your goddamn hands off my ankle. Hey, oh what <laughs> Oh I know, we're wrapping it up. So yeah, uh, my wife is losing her mind. Is she? Okay. Well and, uh, this has France been this has been a really speak. fun podcast and uh, I've yeah, never done a podcast walking, walking in the streets walking, of New York City. Walking, walking and talking to a premiere. Nobody thought it was weird. Walking to a premiere, uh, T.J. Miller's doing an independent film with his friends Walden, and things. A Life in the Woods. Life in Check the Woods. It Check it out. Uh, Who thank knows you where so you can much. See it. Um, looking forward to the next uh, Cowboy and the Clown uh, podcast Recap. experience. Uh, thank you, everybody. Keep being funny. Keep going to comedy shows. And bye bye. Just two sets. Yay.